You're listening to It's Real Life Podcast. Real hope. Real love. Real life. for joining us here at It's Real Life once again. I'm Deborah F. Bell. Let me bring in my co-host. I mean, this dude right here is the best. He is full of wisdom. He is full of just great, positive words of encouragement. And man, I just enjoy working with him. Come on in the room, Chris Davis. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me into the room. Now, listen, uh, I got a check for you after the show for all that. I appreciate it. (laughs) You know, we always have really, really great guests that we get to converse with, and uh, I'm super excited about who we have back today. Right. Yeah. So if you listen to our last podcast, you got to be introduced to Naomi Hardy. Naomi's claim to fame is that she is a relationship expert for men. She works with the brothers. And from the last conversation, we recognized that Naomi had a lot to share. And so we brought her back in discussion today is what frustrates women about men that they don't always share. So sometimes the brothers don't know we frustrated. So we want to get to that and maybe help both sides of the equation, women to express the frustration and then the brothers to know how to deal with it. So Naomi, how are you? Well, thank you, Deborah and Chris. I'm so happy to be back with you again. You know, today's topic is well needed and it's well needed for both the men and the women because it's talking about what frustrates women most about men. And why this is so important is that so many times, you know, we as women, we're, we're frustrated by simple and sometimes complex things that a man does. But what the man as well as us are not always aware of is that oftentimes that man is not aware that they're doing these things. And least of all the impact that his actions are having to the relationship, the very relationship that he holds dear. So today we're going to unpack some of those things that really frustrate women most about men, for the men's, for your education, but for the women's education too. I'm I'm inviting Chris to jump in and shed some light because if we can understand, if we can look through the lens, we can help these relationships. And that's part of what I'm here to do. So I'm going to start with one of the issues. um, And for example, women feel that men work hard to get them and then start relaxing as soon as they start having feelings for you. I'm, I'm not saying that, and they're, and I'm speaking for them when I say I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you should always work extra hard to get me, but don't get so lazadaisical. Don't forget about caring for me. Don't forget about making me feel wanted and appreciated. So that's an example of one of the things that, that frustrates. That's a good example. Uh, I've heard so many women with issues around that particular thing with their guy. And to the point that they're feeling like, well, maybe I should keep my guard up a little longer. Maybe what he showed me initially is not really who he is and how he really handles relationships. So it begins to raise suspicions. Exactly. And we are, as women, we are red flag people. (laughs) 
And it puts us on a caution. It puts us on a halt. And we start making up stories that may or may not be true in our head. And we start looking for things to substantiate it. I'm not saying that you should always bring me flowers. But what I'm saying is in the beginning, you made me feel appreciated. So please continue to make me feel appreciated. And I know sometimes men don't even realize that that's going on. You know, I've heard men say, well, I showed her that I love, that I love her. She know that I love her. But as women, we need to feel appreciated consistently. Chris? That's really good. So, so it's, I, think, I think the question that would probably rise in the mind of a man is if you have to keep telling and reassuring and reaffirming, you know, your love, care, and concern for a person, in their mind, it could rise a question of, do they even believe that this is how I feel or where I stand, where you have to keep proving yourself over and over again. The challenge, I think, especially for uh, men who are minorities, is that you have an issue where you are having to prove yourself um, in, you know, kind of the other settings that you find yourself in, whether it's work or, 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 or the like. So I think it may cause a problem. Okay. I think that's a different thing. Yeah. Because what I'm hearing from my girls is he presented himself in this way at the beginning, but it seems like he shifted as we became more familiar with one another and he stopped doing some things or started treating me in a different kind of way that I wasn't expecting. So not well, necessarily think, think, a continual proving of, but a whole shift in the way that he handled the relationship. So, so I think to your point, I think what you're teasing out is this, this barrier that is reached in relationships. I've heard this on both sides where, you know, once you get into a committed relationship where you're exclusive and you spend some time together, then you reach this place where everybody gets comfortable and you see more of a person that you did not see in the beginning. Because you know how they say, in the beginning, you you meet their representative, yeah. right? You spend more time, and then you get a chance to know the real person. And that's regardless of gender. I think that in terms of the frustration that you know we're talking about in terms of women with men, I, I can't disagree with it. But I think that there could be some mirroring happening. There's some mirroring because as a woman, I want to feel appreciated. And that may change. The way that looks may change. But the need to feel appreciated is still there, whether the relationship is new or whether the relationship is 50 years old. You know, for my parents, feeling appreciated probably meant being intimate, can mean grabbing my hand when we walk across the floor. Something as simple as that. So how it comes across may be different, but the need for it, is still there and how you present it may be different. And with the man, it's respect. You respected me for who I was when you first met me. How can you respect me for who I am now, regardless of who that is, if we're in a relationship? So it shows up differently. But because of, you know, for the sake of this session, we're talking about what frustrates women about men. And that is one of the things. So I truly, truly, truly appreciate that insight Chris so another thing is you know men y'all have a <laughs> y'all have a way of you know going out hanging out and not showing up to like three o'clock in the morning not calling 
you know, when we try to call, your phone goes to voicemail, and then you'll tell me something like, um, you know, I was late because my car's friend, my friend's car broke down, or I had to help a friend, and and that old saying, my phone battery died. So, I mean, we're not having that. We 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 just so saying those kind of things, you know, that frustrates us so much because you expect us to believe it. And I, I'll tell you this, you know, not that it doesn't happen. I can see how it would be frustrating. I, if we dig go deeper, I, there may be an opportunity there. I think oftentimes if the reality was, hey, he was out hanging with friends, you know, was in the middle of watching the game, drinking a beer and having some wings or something, she called. He didn't want to answer the call right in front of the, like, you know, they're yelling at the screen because it was a major play. I'll get with her later kind of thing instead of just answering the phone in the middle of the situation. I think there's kind of one of those, you know, those dynamics. Maybe, okay, hey, if I know you're hanging out with the guys. And it's super late and whatever happened, maybe it did happen. Maybe he wanted to hang out. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But I think that there is an opportunity there to have a conversation to tease out why he didn't feel safe enough to say what really happened in the way that it happened. And I think, you know, in relationships, creating a safe space for people to actually tell the truth, right, and and, uh, feel safe enough to be able to tell the truth. I think sometimes in relationships, unfortunately, one or both don't feel comfortable or safe enough to tell it like it really is. And so you tell versions that you feel like they can digest, that they can accept. I'm here to tell you, we're not digesting it. It's not going down. It's sitting right up here and then something else gets on the top of it. And before you know it, it comes out. So it's not digesting. And so one of the things that I want men to know is that is something that frustrates. So I agree with Chris, find a way to tell the truth. I used to tell my son all the time, it's better to tell the truth and take the consequences than tell a lie and take the consequences. So I just, you know, I encourage men to come out and and tell the truth. And maybe you'll get to why, like you say, why that's happening. If you didn't want to call, it's not always because the game is going on. That's not always the reason. That's a good That's a good lens to look, look through, but that's not always the reason. So yes, within these relationships, we need to talk about it. And to your point, I think communication is key. I think basically what you're saying is like, you know, send me a text, let me know everything's okay. Or, hey, I'm, I'm finna hang with the guys, I'm, I'm gonna be late, you know, I'm gonna come in, you know, whatever. And, and, and I guess, you know, again, that speaks to, the level of connectivity within the relationship and the level of safety that they feel to be able to express some stuff like that. You know, some, some guys deal with not one that, you know, feel controlled by his lady and she don't want to be controlled by her man and dominated. You know, there's sometimes there's this thing kind of going back and forth with, with regard to that, where, you know, sometimes they don't do that when they should. Uh, sorry, I missed your call. I'm hanging with the guys or, Hey, I'm gonna be a little later tonight. You know, I'm gonna go hang with the guys. We're gonna go do this, that, and the other, or, Hey babe, uh, my boy's got a, 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 you know, a flat on this, you know, we're going to go ahead and change this. And I'm probably about half an hour away, you know, expect me about one, one thirty. you know what I mean? Just something like that, where it's clear communication. But I'm saying that I think that there sometimes are barriers that exist that need to be kind of discussed between both of them. It's not just, Hey, he's just a dishonest guy. It could be something more than that. You know, they say it's not just the toilet seat. You know, it's not just the stock right. in the middle of the floor. It's not just about the hair in the sink. It's usually about something much bigger. Even in scenarios like that, unless the guy is up to something he ain't supposed to be up to. Exactly. It could be more than that. 
It could be more. And so, and so to that point, you know, I still stand on the premise of deal with the consequences of telling the truth versus dealing with the consequences of telling a lie, because it's what frustrates us to a different level. Because then we get vindictive or we get to thinking in a way that's not the most pleasant or positive for us. So yes, it's difficult all the way around, but just as a just in terms of growth, deal with the consequences of what really happened. Because I can get so mad at you for lying. Because a, a woman feels so deprived when they when they're lying. But to lose the trust of a woman who totally believes in a man or in her man, that is about the worst thing that any, I mean, the, the word talks about it. You'd rather live in a tiny piece than in a big house with a woman. This article that I, I was reading, it says women don't just get angry, sad, annoyed, and disappointed for no reason. It's mostly as a result of some things men do. While a man might do something without knowing that it could hurt or annoy a woman, women tend to take these things to heart and are easily frustrated when a man does certain things. And, and to your point, Chris, I agree that communication is definitely key. It is the thing that needs to happen in every situation and in every circumstance. When I looked at the list of things that were were printed about the, in this article, they all kind of hinge around the same things that we've been discussing. Uh, things like leaving her hanging, you know, not following up when there were plans made and then just don't show up, don't call, no nothing. Um, not calling or texting back, ignoring her, forgetting, um, not appreciating what she does. So not noticing her. Some of those things are things that, yeah, we just discussed. But in that regard, Naomi, give us a third thing. Okay. So the, another thing is uh, <laughs> men don't hear what we are saying the way we actually mean it. I think that's huge. And that goes to the intent versus the impact. But they don't hear what we're actually saying. And it frustrates because we can say something and the man will pretend or acknowledge that they heard it. And then the next couple of hours, we're reading the same thing. Or the situation comes up and was like, didn't, didn't we already discuss this? So just, just they don't hear things the way we actually mean it. And I think that goes through looking at the, through different lens, which I know that we do. But seeking understanding is huge in a relationship. That's a great exercise in communication. You know, being able to repeat back, hey, here's what I heard you say. And if that wasn't it, it gives the speaker an opportunity to revise it in a way that, you know, maybe the hearer can better understand what the intent was. And like, I think you kind of talked about the intent versus the impact in terms of like how men can say things and not know how it was received. Communication is such a heavy area that determines whether it's going to succeed or fail right? It's how I interpret your language. And I think in a lot of ways, because men and women speak differently, I think we talked about in a previous podcast, how oftentimes uh, men are very factual without much feeling and women are feeling and fact, right? You can get the fact and address the fact, but miss all the feeling about how she feels about what she just said. You're addressing what she said, technically the words she used, but you didn't get yes. none of how she felt about what she said. 
which is a whole other piece and it goes with it. So, and it could be interpreted like, yeah, you listened to me, but you didn't hear me, right? Exactly. Or as a man, I remember when I actually learned it. Now, it, was, it, was, it wasn't when I was younger. I just put it to you like that. So I spent a lot of years hearing what was technically said, addressing what was technically said, but missing all the nonverbals and the feeling behind what she was actually saying. So do you think, and this is either one of you, do you think that that gets better as each partner understands who the person is, like to get to know their heart? Because once I, I know who you are, I understand, you know, how you, your worldview, how you see things, how you view things. Um, after I've had some experience with you, then when you say certain things, then I get it. But I think that yes. there are two things at play, though. One, I think that I have to know myself. But two, you have to take the time to get to know me. And when those two things are really working well, which in a lot of relationships, individuals don't understand who they are. They don't know themselves enough. Uh, so then sometimes that can be, can I say, hella confusing because I present one way this time, I present one way an another time, and then you just, you know, the other party is just thrown. But when we have... Um, have had enough experience with each other and we understand each other, then that lays a great foundation for there to be clear perceptions about the things that I say. I, I agree with that. I hear a but. But also, yeah, you hear a but. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, uh, you know, just listening to the elders, and that's something I've done all my life. My parents were married for 57 years up until the demise of my mom. My grandparents were married 80 something years up until their demise. And just listening to what they said, even back then, was that people just get married or people just get in a relationship. And your relationship has to have a purpose. It's not up to us to determine what that purpose is, but they had a purpose for their relationship. And that helped create a common bond, a common need, a common goal. And so when it came to differences, without even realizing it, they saw how those differences helped them to get towards that goal or towards that purpose, or how it kept them from getting towards that goal and towards that purpose. And so they made the necessary adjustment because at the end of the day, the relationship had a purpose and the relationship couldn't afford to suffer because of certain differences. So they learned how to communicate better even if communicating meant leave me alone while I have my bowl of ice cream at night. My grandfather had to have a bowl of ice cream every night and he'd sit in his recliner and Mama Clara was not to mess with Daddy Charlie while he had his bowl of ice cream. But once he finished his bowl of ice cream, it was different and it was understood and there was no animosity behind it. And so I agree, taking time, the, one of the most important things you can do within your relationship is take time to know the person that you're in a relationship with. And knowing yourself is, is good, but I'm gonna tell you, yourself is gonna change within that relationship. So part of knowing yourself is understanding what you have to let go of and what you have to hold on to as you evolve in the relationship. 
And I think sometimes that's where we as strong women run into barriers because there's some things that we need to let go to be effective in our relationship that we held on to and was part of our identity when we were on our own. And that's a whole nother subject. So I don't want to go too far in that because, uh, but, but that's another subject. And that's something that I do try to help men understand when they go like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, what am I here for? Well, understand where she's coming from and then where y'all need to meet together. Having a purpose for your relationship is just key in moving forward. It's just key in growing individually and collectively uh, as a couple. Okay, one thing okay. that you said early on, you said that having a purpose for the relationship, you don't always know what that is or you don't determine what that is. Maybe that's something we can talk about at another time, but that kind of, that intrigued me right there because if I understand what my purpose is, then I'm going to understand that I need a certain kind of guy that fits within that purpose. And so that means that as we go along, if I've chosen the wrong kind of person for that identified purpose, then that's going to be some problems because we're not necessarily going to easily move in the same direction. I'm going to have to make some adjustments. He's going to have to make some adjustments. It's not impossible. But if we're choosing the right kind of person for the purpose that we identify, that we know that God has created us for, then that's going to make a huge difference in how we relate and how the relationship even evolves. Because I agree that relationships do evolve. But that may be taking us on a whole different tangent. I agree. But I want to throw that out there before we finish. I think it's really key as well. But I I also want to say that that's not the normal process. And, and, and that's why that is a whole nother conversation. I agree. Deborah, you and I've had a conversation about this very thing. Are you talking about the soil? Yeah, you already know, girl. You already know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we ain't got time to unpack it now, but there is some, there's a lot of truth uh, in that very pregnant statement. I will say this, though, just kind of reflecting on some uh, pieces that you said, Deborah, and some of, the, some of what you said, Naomi. I think there are a couple of different components that I would kind of just piggyback on. Uh, from a relationship standpoint, in terms of just being able to to interpret better. I think we got to include uh, grace uh, in that process. Uh, benefit of the doubt. Do I trust this person? And, and in what I know about this person, I don't understand. I don't have all the information, but whatever I doubt, I'm going to give them the benefit of that, right? I'm going to assume the best, um, even when I don't have all the information until I can fill in the gaps right? Versus assuming the worst. I think also what happens in that process when you talked about earlier, Naomi, about how sometimes if you don't have all the information, you fill in the gaps yourself, is that triggers can play a role in that and what gets filled in in the gaps, which could create a whole different narrative and send someone off on a complete tangent when when they get all the information, it's like, oh, oh, so that's what that was. Oh, it wasn't, you know, so we got to factor those things. And I would also say too, Um, And I like what you talked about in terms of purpose, right? Purpose of the relationship, my purpose in the relationship. I think there's a difference between a relationship and a partnership. And I'm just going to just touch on the partnership a little bit and and why that's that's necessary in how two people relate in a relationship or connect uh, and grow and work together and, and go in the same direction. Because a partnership is two different, you know, if you look at it from a corporate standpoint, two different entities that come together for one one goal, 
So they agree on what the goal is and they come together for that. So if you know company A has to sacrifice this and company B has to sacrifice that, company A is not gonna got not gonna blame or hold uh, responsible company B for what they had to sacrifice because they sacrificed that thing for the agreed goal. And company B the same, right? So if you have to sacrifice, you have to change, you have to compromise in order to get to the goal, the, the goal of the partnership is to achieve the goal, right? And so in a relationship, it's not about solely how we relate to one another. It is also about how we work together for the goal that we agree on. And I think that when you have relationships that look and have a component of a partnership, I think there's a lot of health in there and there's a lot of healthy perspective when it comes to the things you got to do to kind of be on the same page. I totally agree because within both my parents and my grandparents, I saw the partnership within the relationship. Your purpose is your purpose. You know, we, we don't say what your purpose should be in that relationship because it's a wide range of what it is. Some people want to be power couples. That's the purpose and that's the partnership. We're going to do everything that we can to be the power couple. Some people want to build a family. Some people want to move away from where they were and start another life. Some people want someone to grow old with and, and be in that rocking chair with. The purpose is different. And that's one thing that I want to make sure that we understand before we move forward uh, when it comes to the purpose and what we're talking about. Okay, so we got time for one so, more. So, okay. Uh, a lot of times men always want to fix it when, when what we're seeking is an ear. But men, you're inclined to fix everything. And so it frustrates when I need an ear and you start giving me solutions. And I'm going to let you jump in on that, Chris, because I know you've experienced that. But that is a huge thing that frustrates women about men. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, the challenge is, again, I think it's just kind of, uh, I think there are a number of things that kind of factor in. It's the social expectation and the way that the narrative has been crafted that men have been ingesting since they were boys. Most of it's functional, right? Most of it's, it's do-oriented. What are you gonna do, right? So, you know, from a relationship standpoint, most women are trying to get a, a feel for, uh, can he provide? Well, guess what? Most of that is do-oriented, right? Uh, can you do this? Can you protect? Guess what? that's generally do oriented. So when he thinks of and we encounters a problem or an issue, his first response is going to be do oriented. I need to do something here. Oftentimes when women communicate, hey, I just need you to listen. He doesn't equate listening as doing something. He equates that as something passive, not necessarily active. When in reality, what, what you as women are, are sharing with us as men is that that is an active doing something. But for us, it doesn't register that way. Um, also, we are wired naturally to do things in response to something. When we hear a problem, we wanna do something about it. Hey, I got a flat tire. We wanna go fix the tire. But you may wanna talk about the experience of having a flat tire what it was like when you drove and had to pull over to the side, how it made you feel, because maybe it made you late, or you know what I mean? You might want to talk about how that made you feel. But we hear flat tire, fix the tire. Right. <laughs> but, 
But let me let me break in right quick before you, you jump on that, Naomi. Okay, so I'm on this site called fatherly.com, and it's this article about just what we're talking about. And what they say is while this intention of wanting to fix isn't awful, the trouble, and this is something that you raised, Chris, the trouble is that another person's emotions are not something to fix unless they specifically request fixing. When men opt to solve emotions over soothing them, they often cause more problems so what you introduce chris is the fact that sometimes all the woman wants is for you to acknowledge what she's going through and to hear what she's going through and and i get it men don't always connect at that at that place so there in itself is a disconnect but again i'm gonna go to when you know who you with then you'll understand those times when all they want is for you to hear. Yeah. Because yeah. see, to your point, right? Sometimes it may not even be that. Maybe she just needs you to embrace her, comfort her, let her know it's going to be okay. See? See? That's, think, that's it, what I'm saying. It goes to who you with. But I think in both of those scenarios, it is... I, I it agree. Is, tools that we don't necessarily automatically have in our toolbox yet. Yeah. And we have to be taught, you know, how to turn that piece off or don't necessarily turn it off, but just add a component. Like the tires still need to be fixed. Right. But let me hear your heart and hear how you so you can express the emotion behind it and say, babe, you know, I mean and acknowledge, man, I, that sounds like it was a frustrating experience. I am so sorry that that happened to you. Right. And then I can go fix a tire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and to that point, that is exactly what we're here to do on this segment is to bring awareness to the things that frustrate. Because, and Chris, you know, you did an excellent job ex- of explaining the why. And so that goes back to the whole premise of acknowledging versus fixing. Because you went and you started explaining to us why that might be. When we're saying, I want you to understand that that frustrates me. I want you to acknowledge that that frustrates me. So you just you just put it in action, the very thing that we're talking about. Because acknowledging the fact, oh, that frustrates you. Well, wow, I didn't know that. And this may be why. I think that's, that's good stuff to help our audience begin to understand that this whole thing is really about communication. It's it's about understanding who you're with. It's about caring enough to stop and listen and strive to understand before just jumping into action. And I think that this is a time where, especially since we're we're in close quarters for those who are married, for those who are dating, this may be more time Uh, that you're able to talk and um, experience each other, uh, not necessarily maybe close up, but through Zoom or, or whatever you use, or even just on the phone. And so I think some of these, these things, this whole conversation is going to be great for helping you to reassess how you manage in your relationships, uh, especially at a time like this. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because what? We all want to be loved, right? (laughs) Awareness (laughs) is key. Right? Indeed. And so 
Chris, you, you always introduce that word grace. And, and I think it is so important that we relate to one another from that position of being willing to give grace. You see, there's this little part of me though that's saying when they deserve it. <laughs> no, 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 that's not grace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I had to get that out there though, but it's just this little. That's not little, grace. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so grace. Maybe we need to talk about that one. <laughs> what does that look like? What does it really mean to give somebody grace? Because, yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it right there for right now. We'll come back to that one. Naomi, any last words here as we wrap up? I just want to leave by saying value your relationship. Uh, take the information as an awareness, not an attack. This, this is all about awareness so that you can have better relationships. Men, I believe in you so much. I believe in the dominion that you've been given. And through shows like this is where I get a chance to bring some insight and discuss some insight. So just, just value your relationships. Chris Davis, any last words, sir? I think it was good. You know, I think it's always helpful to hear other people's perspectives. You know, I think it goes back to communication and the difference between listening and hearing, you know, there was a lot of valuable insight shared from a different perspective. So this will be educational and informative, I think, for, for anyone who listens from the perspective of being able to consider an alternate perspective. Yeah, and let me tell you, brothers, when you consider that alternate perspective with your lady, you're gonna gain some points, you, brother. Yeah, you'll gain some points, big time. Yeah, some doors might even open, never yes. know. So you you want to you want to listen to this. You want to listen to this. All right, guys. Thanks again so much, Naomi. Appreciate your insight, your insightfulness, your 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 content is always so uh, thought-provoking and really appreciate that. Thanks again for joining us here at It's Real Life podcast. Real hope, real love, real, real life. life. <laughs>